Spare Family Fun Center Studio. It's the Bill King Show. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. I is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. JC's Dog Nation, typically Tuesdays, he sent me a message, said, Bill, Tuesday's not good. Can we do it Monday? The answer is absolutely yes. Here he is. Fifth, I, what failed Georgia? What happened? Uh, they expired. It expired. The streak expired. The uh, I think the schedule, November run, injuries, and Alabama played better. Georgia... I uh, had issues on offense, defense, and special teams, and Alabama was good enough to win by three, and Jalen Milrow didn't make uh, mistakes or didn't make those tragic mistakes that, that we've seen him make in other games. He played a clean game, and, uh, you know, Georgia had some penalties, took him out of field goal range, cost him a 50-yard missed field goal, turned the ball over inside their 11, and led to three Alabama points. Uh, so, you know, it was a 29-game win streak. Finally, came to an end, and uh, you got to give Alabama a lot of credit. Um, they played really well. I thought Alabama won the line of scrimmage as well. The fumble there on that mesh point handoff—how significant was that? It was one of four or five plays you look at and, and say that could have been a difference. I mean, there there were four or five things. It was Carson taking a sack. Uh, and then the next play, a false start that moved him back 10 yards, and you know, then kid hits the upright on a 50-yard field goal, makes it from 40. Um, so that's three points, right? And then that fumble, the defense held, so you basically gave Alabama three points there in the third quarter after you'd scored and gotten a stop. Um, so that was a potential um, momentum turn uh, that you lost out on. But but I wonder. You know, just how effective Jalen Milrow is running the football. It just felt like when Alabama needed to put, move the football, they did. Um, you know, the Georgia defense, we've, we've talked about their defensive line all year long, not being as dominant as it's been. Um, you saw, you know, we talked about their All-American middle linebacker being out the last three games, and lo and behold, a freshman blows the coverage uh, on a first and 20 in the first half, freshman linebacker. So, uh, look, Georgia's human. Um, this year's Georgia team wasn't as deep as other ones. Uh, as I've said all year, Kirby did an unbelievable job. Um, this team didn't have the margin for error that the past two Georgia teams did. And Alabama's getting hot at the right time. Also, McConkey and Bowers. Let's start with McConkey. He tried various times this year to come back, right? And he 
couldn't sustain it. He just couldn't stay healthy. Too yeah, bad. he had a couple games where he, where he was really good. When Brock first got hurt, I think he went for over 150. Um, but he got hurt again against Ole Miss. Uh, yeah. He got rolled up on blocking. Um, and then he tried to go against Tennessee and re-injured it early in that game. And and him and Brock hadn't gone through the last 15 practices. So, you know, look, it sounds like a lot of excuses. Uh, look, everybody's got players injured uh, at this time of season. It's just which guys are hurt and where do you have depth. And, and Georgia didn't have that that next explosive receiver behind Ladd. They, they don't have another Brock Bowers. They don't have another All-American middle linebacker. So, you know, you lose key guys like that, it makes a difference. But, uh, you know, and then last year they didn't. Last year they were able to stay healthy at key spots and the year before. So this this is why teams don't three-peat, because ultimately it seems like the odds catch up to you. And uh, so Georgia's won 45 out of the last 47. Um, only team has beat them last three years is Alabama. Was Georgia deep down, Griff, pretty sure losing that game had them out of the top four? Well, I think if Texas um, – I'll tell you what, what really hurt the SEC was Alabama losing to Texas because uh, had Alabama and Texas not played and they were both one-loss teams, you could have made a case Georgia's a better team than Texas for sure. Um, and I think they are. But because Texas beat Alabama – it kind of put him ahead of Alabama in the pecking order. And so you play transitive properties, and Alabama just beat Georgia. So that really kind of screwed the league when Alabama lost at home. That was kind of a double whammy uh, for Georgia to lose head-to-head and then lose to a team that lost to Texas, another team that was in playoff contention. So they would have needed Texas to lose, I think. Tom in Myrtle Beach wants to know, Griff, do you have any idea about players opting out of the bowl game, the Orange Bowl? Well, I know that Kendall Milton says he's playing. I know Cedric Van Prant said he plans to play. I think I know Ladd McConkie is going to try to play. Uh, based on what I know about Brock Bowers, he would try to play too, but I don't. I haven't heard that from his mouth yet. Um, I'm sure there'll be some guys that opt out. Uh, really, you're going to see some guys in the portal. I mean, Kirby kind of gave us a heads up. There's going to be a lot of portal action out of Georgia. So said they're going to have to play some other kids uh, just to cover for some guys going in the portal. So you're going to see a lot of free agency all over the place. Kirby says he thinks it's going to be at a record pace this year. So I got a feeling today is going to be uh, like no other uh, portal opening day we've ever seen before. Yeah, big big names. Kyle McCord this morning, overnight. Walter Nolan, five-star defensive lineman from a couple of years ago, played his senior year in Knoxville. Jeff in Ashland City. Ask Griffin. Griff, I have no idea if you've been able to look into this. Local player from CPA, Christ Presbyterian, who played at Vanderbilt, freshman London Humphreys, who was very good for them this year. There's talk that maybe his destination is Georgia. I I mean, I saw the same thing. I saw the same report. I I don't know. I'm not privy to that. I'm not sure what's going on in the receiving core. Um, You know, I I guess we're going to find out about Carson Beck soon. I would think Carson's coming back. I didn't think he played – particularly well in the SEC chain. I didn't think he played horrible, but I didn't think he played well either. Um, you know, if he doesn't underthrow Arian Smith, that's a seven-pointer instead of settling for a field goal. There's another four points. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a good situation for somebody to play in an NFL-style offense. And I, I really don't know um, I really don't know enough about uh, that kid or, uh, you know, the Vanderbilt situation outside of, you know, the things we kind of beat to death on the show. 
And if Beck's back, which I agree with you, I assume he is, then we're going to see a quarterback room that's not quite the same. Eventually. Yeah, I think Gunnar Stockton is probably a guy you'll see in the portal. I'm not sure about Vandegrift. It's hard to say. You know, Brock's family's around here, um, and I'm just not sure. You know, he's got other guys on the team he knows. He could obviously go somewhere else and start, or does he wait another year to be next man up? I, I don't know that answer. Um, so, but yeah, I, w- I would agree. I think the quarterback room it definitely looks different. I mean, you got two two freshmen coming in, Ryan Tugizi and um, D- D- Dylan Rayola, um, that are both intent on being here. So, uh, yeah, it'll be a different quarterback room. How motivated will Georgia be to play in the Orange Bowl? Well, you know, they've won six bowls in a row, and even before the playoff bowls, uh, they'd beaten Baylor and Cincinnati. Um, a couple guys had opted out of those games. Uh, but, you know, who knows? I mean, there's some motivation for the senior class. Uh, if they win one more, they'll be the winningest senior class ever. They'll have won 50 games, and they'll have another yet another top 10 season. They finished in the top 10 every year since, I guess, 2017 now under Kirby. So, I mean, there's motivation to stay, but there's also an opportunity to improve your draft stock. Uh, I remember a few years ago, Aziz Adjilari played and had like three sacks on uh, Desmond Ritter uh, in the bowl game and, and really helped himself out. So, uh, it depends on their health and their agent and, you know, their commitment to their team. Um, different people have different thoughts about that. Uh, but my early read is that, you know, a lot of the key guys are going to be playing. Griff, we've got weeks, but you, at least living up there in Michigan for a stretch in your life, Michigan, Alabama, how would you handicap that? Yeah, great game. I think Michigan's really good. I thought Michigan and Alabama were the two teams that could beat Georgia. Um, I think uh, I think that's a toss-up. The fact that it's in California is a big advantage for Michigan. Obviously, that's not the closest location to them. Sugar Bowl would have been, but but their folks like the Rose Bowl. Um, Alabama's not fared well in California in the past in some games that I can recall. Um, I guess I go back to the '90s, uh, but I, I think that's an advantage. Um, again, it comes down to Jalen Milrow. Uh, when Jalen Milrow plays really well, I, I, Alabama's really tough to beat. They're good at the line of scrimmage. Um, they're doing really well on defense. I don't know about that Kool-Aid McKinstry injury. I'm not sure the extent of that. He's a key figure for them. Uh, that, that'd just be a really good football game. Uh, but, again, I, Milrow to me is the, is the X factor. Uh, when that guy's on, they're, they're really hard to stop. Pac-12, Dave, down on the Emerald Coast, asked this earlier. I'll pose it to you, though. If you're Mike Norvell, what do you tell your team? I mean, what do you tell your team? I mean, you weren't good enough. I mean, you should have won by – you should have passed for more than 55 yards. It's a tough pill to swallow. They weren't one of the four best. You know, they passed for 55 yards on Louisville. I mean, it's – you know, the system's never been fair. What did, what did Tommy Tuberville tell 2004 Auburn that was undefeated that didn't get to play in the national championship game? What did – you know, what did Tulane when they were undefeated one year? I mean, this is this is sports, and, um, you know, college football uh, is not a perfect system um, because there's 133 teams, and, you know, it's a physical game where you, you can't play a, a, a 64-team tournament. And I don't know that you want to. Um, you know, it's a week-by-week game, and, and you, you put your best out there, and, um, you know, let's face it, they weren't the same team without their quarterback, and, the charge was to put the four best in there. Now, you know, maybe, you know, they should have rewritten the rules and said you got to be a conference champion or something like that, or, um, 
although I don't think that would have mattered this year. Um, you know, it's just a tough break, you know. But you know, the chairman of the committee was an ACC guy from NC State, so um, you know, hey, blame the ACC. You know, if the ACC and the Big Ten uh, hadn't formed that uh, coalition uh, and put the stall on the playoff, you'd have had a 12-team playoff this year. So blame your own conference. Talk to your school president and ask him why he wanted to be part of a coalition to put the brakes on a college football playoff because you end up screwing yourself. Mike the Mad Dog Noon in Georgia. Ask Riff is Brian McClendon off that staff taking the pit offensive coordinator job. Yeah, I saw the same reports. I mean, obviously, once it's out there that someone interviews for something and it's public, that's, you know, typically that's a, a good indicator that they could be the guy um, when it gets leaked like that. I, I haven't reached out to Pat Narduzzi, um, and I typically don't on coaching matters. Every now and then I might hit him up on something else, but um, that'd be a good move for him to work for Pat and to get back to calling plays. So, um, wouldn't surprise me. He's a good coach. Griff, appreciate it, man. See you next week. All right. Have a good one. There he is, Mike Griffith, AJC's Dog Nation. Would have been on Tuesday. I would not have broken the rule there, but he couldn't go tomorrow. All right, we're free. Rest of the way. Balls will steal hour three. Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning. Wrapping up this wreck on Briley Parkway westbound, right at I-65. It's been eventful out here this morning, trying to clear up a wreck 40 east over here at Fessler's. Really starting to slow down in a couple of spots, like 40 west at Central Pike, coming through Hermitage. All that heavy traffic in from Wilson County, 24 is loaded up pretty good westbound out of uh, up through the Antioch area, coming in right now from Rutherford County towards Nashville. Hey, don't miss it this holiday season. The Enchanted Garden of Lights at Rock City in Chattanooga. Check them out at crockcity.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Hmm, this is something I wish I'd known. Many people who live in Tennessee are eligible for help paying for healthy food for pregnant and new moms, their babies, and young children, but don't realize it. Family income can be higher than you think. There's a website called TennesseeMeals.com for more information. Assistance for healthy food for expectant moms and young children. This information I need to share. TennesseeMeals.com Brought to you by the Tennessee Justice Center, the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters, and the station. For instance, hot chicken, the Tango Malls, and everybody talking about it, including the head basketball coach at TSU, Brian Penny Collins. I went to Wise Creek High School. Before every game, we went to Prince's Chicken on Dickerson Road. Every single game. And it's the best. It's a staple in Nashville. And it just takes me all the way back. Prince's Chicken's from tenders to whole wings. They get baked beans, collard greens, and delicious desserts. It's all at Prince's Hot Chicken. Heat and flavor. Prince's is the original home of hot chicken worldwide. Check us out at the downtown location right across from Bridgestone Arena in the Fool Assembly Hall, South Nashville location on Nolensville Road, and the new Tango Outlet Mall in Antioch. Interested in working in a great environment with great hourly wages? Please submit a resume to Prince's Hot Chicken, AFH at gmail.com, or fill out an application on the Prince's Hot Chicken website. That's princesshotchicken.com, and then click on Join Our Team, princesshotchicken.com. Prince's Hot Chicken, proud sponsor of WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. 
Tease the season at Edwin Watts Golf Shops by Worldwide Golf for holiday specials this year. Featuring the Callaway Paradigm Woods, forged carbon for unparalleled distance and forgiveness. Now up to $100 off. And from Bushnell, the new Tour V6 Series Laser Rangefinders provide you the most accurate distances in golf. There's always gift cards in any amount for the special golfer you're shopping for. Edwin Watts Golf Shops is home with a 90-day satisfaction guarantee. Shop us in store or online at WorldWideGolf.com. It's a Bill King show. We created a rule decades ago on the show. Weddings, things of that nature during the playing portion do not get consideration. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Weddings are meant for the spring. They do not get consideration during the playing portion of the season. That's just the way we work it around here. That's the way we play it around here. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. Often imitated, never duplicated. Wordsmithing like a mofo on college football, it's Bill King. All that ridicule you took, every bit of the ridicule you took after getting your butt beat, when you pound on that butt tonight, you think about that. You take every bit of your energy, every fiber in your bone, and you take it and you beat the piss out of them. I'm talking about beat the piss out of them. Let's go with their hands. Let's go. Clyde in Detroit. Billy, does Kyle McCord play in the bowl game? I would assume not. If you're not going to be around, what's the point? I'm the head coach and my quarterback. At least the quarterback I had for this season says he's transferring or maybe we had a meeting and I told him he probably needed to transfer. Either way, don't know what good it would do to have him quarterback in the bowl game. Now, I don't know. I If somebody's already confirmed that, let me know. But I would assume not. Thad in Savannah, lovely Savannah, Georgia, Does everyone really believe that there are 13 people in a room making these picks, meaning the clown show committee? ESPN Disney is not going to let these people give them the four teams that they don't want. If I'm forking out that much money, I will have a say in what happens. It is the real world, Bill. ESPN currently in this contract, I think pays around $700 million a year for exclusive media rights for the playoffs. That will last, despite expanding to 12 teams, that will last two more years, that current contract, that current relationship. At the end of 25, we're in year 10, two more years left, that will be a brand-new contract. I would assume ESPN will not be exclusive there. That's not going to happen. It's going to be, if you want the max amount of money, like the Big Ten did with their contract, 
then you have the various networks fighting it out, and you chop it up. Let everybody put in $750 million. Let's make that thing $2.5 billion. That's what they're going to do. The 12-team playoff is not going to have a $700 million exclusive relationship. It's going to be three, four, five times that number, and it's going to be a couple of networks. Bare minimum, too. A lot more money. A lot more money. That's all this is about. You know that. Yeah, that's that's all this is about. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about London Humphreys. Uh, played here. Now, the cornerback that's so good at CPA, who was committed to LSU and then weeks back, decommitted, committed to Georgia. That might be a connection there, too. Humphreys, I've seen mentioned Georgia. I've seen Tennessee mentioned. I don't know what's going on there. And then somebody mentioned maybe Kentucky. Kentucky comes down here and does recruit and recruits pretty successfully. Bring some pretty good players up there to Lexington from this area. Tennessee absolutely just look at it needs. They they need to add a difference maker, one or two at wide receiver. Juice Wells is in the portal. He's available. That's a difference maker if he's healthy, which you assume next year he will be. There's been some talk. Now, he played at James Madison first, was a star there, transferred to South Carolina immediately, was a huge impact in 22 for them. Couldn't stay all that healthy this year. But he's a guy, if he's right, is a big difference maker. I'd call him the number one receiver right now out there. If you said, Bill, take the one receiver so far you know about, I'd take him and I'd be looking really hard at Rico Flores, who announced last couple of days he's leaving Notre Dame. He is a very gifted freshman. He's a high-volume pass receiver is what he'll be for somebody. He is a high-volume, lot-of-touches guy. And kind of a jack-of-all-trades, came out of California, Adapted really fast to the college game at Notre Dame. Not that well coached at Notre Dame, but he's in the portal. Tobias Merriweather, a 6'5 receiver from Notre Dame, never, ever looked comfortable. You know how Dante Thornton never looked comfortable at Tennessee this year? And I know he was injured down the stretch, but just never looked comfortable. That's Tobias Merriweather for two years at Notre Dame. Big name recruit out of Washington. The thinking is he'll go back and play for UW and let Caleb DeBoer restore his skill set. That's what the thinking is right now. Craig in North Augusta. Hey, Bill, Caleb DeBoer is your coach of the year. I would have no problem with that. Go look it up. This guy, I think, has lost eight games his entire life as a college football coach. I hadn't been coaching for 100 years, but is Caleb DeBoer, and I'm not saying he's going to move around like that, is he the next just meteoric rise-wise? Maybe not exactly the same style, not the same personality, but is he the next Urban Meyer type. 
Forget all the stuff with Urban Meyer. I'm simply talking about his meteoric rise through the years. Nothing else. Is that what this is? Now, he was at Utah, Bowling Green before that, then took the Florida job, Natty's there, Buckeye job, pretty fast, Natty there. Forget all the other stuff. That's not what I'm talking about. Is that what Caleb DeBoer is? They were as much as a 10-point underdog to a very well-coached good Oregon team, a team that they had beaten in Seattle earlier, and he beat them again. He beats them again. You got to remember, with rematches, there are all kinds of assumptions made about rematches, particularly if they're relatively close. One would be, for example, two years ago, Alabama beat Georgia in the SEC championship game. They played a couple of weeks later, national championship game. Georgia won the game. Hard to beat a team twice, right? Same season. Really hard. On the rare occasion you got to play them twice, hard to beat them again. Flip side of that is, actually, the first matchup was the truth. And it might have been a close game. But matchup number one was the truth. And when you play again, despite the theory that it's hard to beat somebody twice in the same season, which it is, the first game might have been more so. The truth is, the team that won game one is the team that should win game two again. That's what happened with UW and Oregon. There's two sides to that story. It's always assumed that if you have to rematch, it's really difficult, and it is. But but you got to look at the other side of that coin. Yeah, Caleb DeBoer, if he is, and I don't pay attention to awards, and that's why I quit voting for the Heisman about three, four years ago. I'm just not interested. But – if he was the college, National College Coach of the Year, I, I'd endorse that. Why not? Right a Buckeye in Texas. Bill, Ryan Day seemed really subdued in the presser yesterday. I'm going to start a rumor by saying McCord is leaving because Day guaranteed a spot to Arch Manning. <laughs> well, uh, if Quinn Ewers is indeed back... You're not going to get the ball at Texas. Quinn Ewers is a very gifted arm talent quarterback. I mean, he's got a beautiful right arm. And you're not going to get that job from him at Texas. I don't care what your last name is and where you were ranked. That's not happening. Yeah, that's, that's definitely not happening. Steve checking in. Steve's a big longhorn, and you know what? You can absolutely say Texas is back. It's fair to say that. I know through the years that's been a laughing stock item. It's not a laughing stock right now. Steve says, Bill, how ironic would it be if Nolan, meaning Walter Nolan, ended up in Texas? Texas has arguably right now, this season, as stout a twosome at D-tackle as anybody in the nation. 
They are wicked and stout there. Walter Nolan is that kind of talent. I want to repeat something I've said ad nauseum. I, if, if I had my hands on a collective, I was at school XYZ. But, but this school is a very powerful school, and the collective has lots of resources. I would allocate more money for an absolute war daddy beast D-tackle than a really, really good quarterback. Now, if it's a superstar quarterback, no. But I would allocate more for a war daddy, and you're not going to have one every year. But if you can get your hands on one, I would allocate more money than any position out there other than if you could transfer in an absolute star, first five-pick guy, quarterback, then that would supersede my D-tackle money. If I am the Spires group at Tennessee, got to remember, Walter Nolan spent his senior year in Knoxville. He is not from there. There's no connection otherwise. I'm not trying to make it more than there is. Don't know where Tennessee would be in that. I assume they're in it, but I don't know who would be the favorite. Alabama is going to be in that. It's Alabama. Alabama gets dudes. I would assume LSU. I would assume Florida State's in there. Florida State's a, you could argue, in this relatively new transfer portal, name, image, likeness environment, Florida State's as good, if not better, in the football transfer portal landing dudes and playing them to effectiveness as anybody in America. I would assume Florida State's in that. I don't know who all's in it yet, but I would assume. I'd just make that blind assumption. Tennessee insurance dog, Bill, looks like a heavy tide lean for Nolan early on. It's been mentioned that way, and that might be true. It, it might well be true. I have not talked. I reached out to Dave Hooker. Dave joins us on Thursdays. He has off-the-hook sports, covers Tennessee. Now, you got to remember, not only is he connected and he has his own collective and pays players at Tennessee, but his high school alma mater is the school where Walter Nolan spent his senior year. Now, Dave Hooker's 30 years older than him, but Dave has lots of connections back at Powell High School. I don't know who has the insight, the perfect insight there or not. But I reached out to Dave. I have not heard back. Dave has made it clear that despite him spending that last year in Knoxville, there's really no connection there. It's not like that's his long-time home where he always goes back. I don't know. Where does he go during the non-playing portion of the season? Did he just stay in College Station? I do not know. But that's an absolute dude right there. That's a 6'4", 300-pound beast of a defensive lineman and Walter Nolan. And I'm sure whoever's handling him is just sitting there with the cash register, I guess, in the old days. 
The old-fashioned cash register is what we're looking at right here for that one. Tom in Myrtle Beach. Bill, how many opt-outs do you think there will be between Florida State and Georgia in the bowl game? I don't know, but frankly, I don't really care. I like when I'm watching a bowl game and new dudes get a chance to play, I actually enjoy that. In a weird way, I do. I like players that get a chance by virtue of circumstance in a bowl game. And I don't place a lot of emphasis on the outcome of a bowl game. You know my theory on that. Bowl games are standalone events. They're not predictors of the future. But I like it when a young guy that maybe didn't get as many reps as you would have liked gets to play and you see them in a bowl game. I enjoy that. Let's go have fun. I'm not out there to conquer the world as a viewer of these games. Tom said, Bill, take a look here. Money coming in on Alabama. It's down to one. Where was it? Two, two and a half. Texas is favored by four. Yeah, Texas favored by four over UW. Texas-Alabama rematch, you think? I I know. Michigan's got something to say about that. I know. No, I know. We'll get the break here. Come up right back. I'll be dead. Good morning. Traffic still in pretty good shape right now. Coming in from Rutherford County on 24, just heavy up through the Hickory Hollow area. Now there's a couple of hot spots out here where there's some crashes. They're trying to clear one on Briley Parkway going westbound right at I-65. One uh, 24 east at Ellington Parkway. It is over to the side. People insist on rubbernecking. It's heavy now up through Spring Hill on 65 northbound. They're in that southern part of Williamson County and it's very con- uh, congested on 40 westbound. Coming through Hermitage there up by Central Pike coming in from Wilson County can be a little bit of a challenge. Don't miss it this holiday season. Enchanted Garden of Lights at Rock City in Chattanooga. Check them out at crockcity.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Located at 5410 Murfreesboro Road in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers is one-stop shopping for all your liquor, beer, and wine needs and has been a multiple winner annually in the best of Rutherford County voting for best liquor store and top wine shop. Featuring the lowest prices, the best customer service with unsurpassed knowledge, City Slickers offers the largest craft beer selection in Rutherford and southeastern Davidson counties and has beer on tap at its Growler Filling Station. 
Wisconsin, City Slickers also sells mixers, sodas, snacks, tobacco products, and the Tennessee Lottery, and can place special orders and assist with all your events and even wedding planning. Make sure you follow City Slickers on all their social media or just give them a call at 615-280-7469. That's 615-280-7469. Located in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers. Jackson Boone Racing. The youngest driver at age 19 to win the coveted Pro Late Model Series Championship at Nashville Fairground Speedway. Jackson Boone Racing. A local kid and Page High graduate who's been winning races since he was eight years old. Jackson Boone Racing. Come join Red Street Records and Roy's Meat Service along with the Boone Group, a market leader for your home financing needs. In supporting this rising star, visit JacksonBooneRacing.com to see how you can be a part of the journey and join us running up front. Jackson Boone Racing. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. This is just it. The Titans are trading Kevin Byard to the Eagles. The Eagles are going to send the Titans a fifth and sixth round pick and safety Terrell Edmonds. Well, they're giving up on that contract. There were also a lot of Titans fans upset about some of the comments he made, which I thought was insane. Big kaboom here on this Monday. (laughs) The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Welcome back to the Bill King Show. You can hear the Bill King Show on WYTK, ESPN 93.9 FM, The Score in Florence, Alabama. Call or text into the show now at 615-844-5600. The Bill King Show. Johnny Vegas said, yeah, Bill, Michigan started as a two-and-a-half-point favorites down to one with the betting. What would you do if you had to go right now? You would go – you'd bet Alabama, right? You were getting points. Michigan is going to have to win this game to prove their point. And I am not doubting Michigan's abilities here. But I would have to doubt them beating Alabama. Does that make sense? I respect the heck out of what they've done last three years. But you're talking about a whole different mountain to climb when it comes to taking on and beating Alabama. Hop down, boy. Up in Kentucky, Bill, I heard some of the talking heads say that Nick Saban should send a letter to Mark Stoops and thank him. With Kentucky beating Louisville, it was a factor in Alabama getting in. Probably the only time Kentucky gets to play a role in the playoff. Maybe in a periphery type situation that mattered. I think it was more, though... Agree or disagree, and I know Florida State fans will not agree with this, but the committee looking at Florida State's offense, that was down to Brock Lynn. I think Brock Lynn's got a good future, but you're not going to replace Jordan Travis in season. 
with a likewise talent. You're just not. I think that was the overwhelming decider. Look, you guys can watch that clown show committee show on Tuesday nights next year all you want. That's your business. It's a waste of your time. It's a total waste. And I do think Alabama was deserving. That's not my point. But to sit there and listen to them, what would be the uh, what would be the term? Committee splain. Is that a word? It's not a word. And people sit there and take that as transparent is just silly. It's just silly. I'm not going to sit there and watch that. Smoke doctor up in Ohio. Bill, how far into their pockets did Indiana dig to go get JMU Signetti as the new football coach? Reportedly was making about 700 k at JMU. I haven't looked at his contract. That UIU fans, I know Jeff up in Chicago, he's already sent me a message about it. He is elated about it. And all the others in this audience that are IU fans, I don't know if I have seen a report on what his structure is, his contract is. Let me pull it up and see if there's any word on how much he's getting. Let me just pull up a random story. This is the Indianapolis Star, the Indy Star, talking about it a couple of days ago. And let me just go through and see if there's any mention of financial pack. I don't see it. If you guys see what his package is going to be, I would guess they're getting him right now for four to five million bucks with the opportunity. If you want to show how good you are at IU, we can make it anymore. Speaking of that, have you seen the incentive packages or package that Nikki had for the postseason? Nick Saban picked up another bonus, bringing it to at least 160 so far this year, meaning just in bonuses. He gets 50K for the SEC crown, and he gets 110K for at least a New Year's Six Bowl. So he's got 160 right now extra on top of the 10 plus he gets. He'll bring home 200K more if the tide are selected for the college football semifinals. So let me check that. He's got 360, if I've got that right, dollars and bonuses coming his way. I don't know, in this particular article I was looking at, I don't know if it said what he would get in addition to with winning this year's national championship, if indeed he does. Oh, there's, yeah, Tony is a big IU fan, too, up in Evansville, Indiana. Morning, Brother Bill. So glad it's going to be a 12-team playoff next year. It's crazy the way the Hoosiers did, Bill, make a good choice in the new coach. Have a blessed day. Yeah, Tony was just thinking about that, and it was brought up. 
the Smoke Doctor is a big Ohio State fan. Have you seen anything about the incentive or what his package is going to look like? Jim and Jupiter, yeah, we'll use this as a balls of steel next hour. Bill, how about that Seminole D putting the lockdown on Louisville? They did, man. Yeah, they did. There's going to be a balls of steel to Coach Pete, too. Coach Pete said Friday on the show, you dub wins this game. Friday night game. All right, we'll get a break here. Fast-moving Monday. I mean, the portal is going to be dizzying today. That'll work. Walter Nolan overnight. This morning, Kyle McCord in the portal, y'all. God knows what's going to happen. Stampede style. Good morning. It's been quite active today out here already this morning. Give yourself a little bit of extra travel time as they clean up an accident in the Mount Juliet area on North Mount Juliet Road at Old Pleasant Grove Road. Still some debris on the ground from that crash. Traffic's still moving right now through Hermitage, just slow sometimes. Westbound 40 as all that traffic continues to come in from Wilson County. It's still loaded up pretty good on 24 westbound out of uh, Rutherford County up through Smyrna and Laverne headed towards Nashville. I see heavy traffic 65 north at Spring Hill exit there in that area. Uh, give yourself extra time in that southern part of Williamson County. Hey, Princess Hot Chicken is catering this holiday season. Log on to princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Do you want to work at the OG of Hot Chicken, Princess Hot Chicken Tanker? Outlet Mall, 4060 Cane Ridge Parkway, Suite 102 in Antioch. Princess is looking for fun, energetic, and friendly smiling faces as food runners and cashiers. They're also looking to create an amazing culinary team to carry on the Princess tradition. Interested in working in a great environment with great hourly wages? Submit a resume to Princess Hot Chicken AFH at gmail.com or fill out an application on the Princess Hot Chicken website. That's princesshotchicken.com. PrincessHotChicken.com Your brain is an amazing thing, but as you get older, it naturally begins to change, causing a lack of sharpness or even trouble with recall. Thankfully, the breakthrough in Prevagen helps your brain and actually improves memory. The secret is an ingredient originally discovered in jellyfish. Based on a clinical study of subgroups of individuals who are cognitively normal or mildly impaired, Prevagen has been shown to improve memory. A Pharmacy Times National Survey of Pharmacists rated Prevagen the number one pharmacist-recommended memory support brand for the fifth year in a row. You can find it in the vitamin aisle in stores everywhere without a prescription. Help your memory. Try Prevagen today. Prevagen. Healthier brain, better life. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Oh, oh, uh, open that one. It's for me. Holiday instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Best gift ever. Wait, these tickets are already scratched. Yeah, it was me. I was just so excited. But look, we won. 
Tis the season for epic cash prizes. This year, give the most winning gift of all. Holiday instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Oh, what game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. The TSU Tigers men's basketball team of fifth-year coach Penny Collins are coming off a top three OVC finish last season and looking for much more this season. Led by preseason all-conference guards Marcus Fitzgerald and Kenyon Hodges, the Tigers face an impressive non-conference schedule that includes Oregon, Lipscomb, Austin P, Indiana State, and Liberty and tip off a league play on December 28th at Gentry Center versus UT Martin. Hello, this is Greg Pogue inviting you to join longtime TSU broadcaster Albert Dawson on all of the games this season right here on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Get closer to Bill King, 615-844-5600. I just looked this up. Kalen DeBoer has lost 11 games in his life as a head coach. First job, and he's from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Remember Jeff, who was one of my producers back at SiriusXM? That's where he's from. That's where he's back home. When he left here, he went back to Sioux Falls. His first head coaching job was at Sioux Falls College. He went 11 and 2, 14 and 0, 13 and 1, 14 and 0, 15 and 0. And then he started coaching at places like Southern Illinois, Eastern Michigan, Fresno State as an assistant. Then remember, he was with Michael Penix. There's your connection at Iowa, at uh, Indiana, at Indiana. Then he got the Fresno State job. Only coached six games in 2020 because of the COVID farce. Then in 21, he went nine and three, which got him the Washington job. At Washington, he's 24 and two. His overall record is 103-11. He's lost 11 games in his life as a head college football coach. That's legit. Now, you could say, yeah, but, Bill, that's not a huge. Well, it's 100-plus games. It's a decent bit of data. The question was, Here on Twitter, Craig in North Augusta. Bill, do you think Michigan would go after Kalen DeBoer if Khaki Jesus goes to the NFL? I would. Heck yes. I don't know. I mean, it's not like he's from the West Coast. Now, UW is a wonderful job. It's a very good job. And maybe he's totally content and wants to stay there forever. He's 49. But... You give him the Michigan gig, the Michigan gig is a better gig. UW's a fantastic gig. Michigan's better, I think. I would jump all over that. Remember Coach Pete said last Friday on this show, he does not think that Khaki Jesus is back next year at Michigan. He'll he'll move on. They won't run him. No, that, that's not happening. 
He did bring up something interesting. Where's that contract? Just sitting there or what? I'm going to take the call. Uh, Georgia Dog, though, says, Bill, lose these type players, it's tough. Marvin Harrison Jr., a year ago, John Mechie. Jackson Smith and Jigba. Jamison Williams. And then, of course, Brock Bowers came back, played pretty good initially, but he's not right. Vlad McConkie's not right. But he pulled, he points that out. Everybody has that problem. I mean, Buckeyes can say, what if Marvin Harrison doesn't leave the game a year ago? What if Jamison Williams and Mechie are healthy? What if Colt McCoy never leaves that ball game in 09? I mean, there's, there's a lot of those. What, what if uh, Jordan Travis doesn't go down? A lot of ways you can go with that. One more, and then I'll get Allen. Pete, big Florida State fan, said, Bill, if the whole reason is because of Jordan Travis, why didn't they drop Florida State in the rankings a couple of weeks ago? Because it's a narrative of convenience to get the desired outcome. I think that's a fair critique. I will say this, though. At that point, you don't know Alabama's about to win out. You don't know exactly how that Florida State offense will deteriorate some. Not trying to take up for the committee. That's the last thing I am is the PR arm of that committee. <laughs> I'm not. But I can kind of give you some reasons. They may not be sufficient, but <laughs> those are that's a couple of if I'm Boo Corrigan, that's a couple of comebacks maybe I've got. All right, Allen down in Tampa. Welcome in, sir. I told you, Billy. I told you a few <laughs> weeks ago. You got credit right at the start of the show. You got immediately got I credit. Heard you. <laughs> I heard you. Listen, you know, um, we got hosts fair and square. That committee is ran by ESPN and SEC, period. End of story. Case closed. I want FSU to get a lawsuit. I don't want to, I don't want to change anything. I want to see the email chain correspondence between the committee, ESPN, and SEC. That's what I want to know. And you telling me, and listen, I don't want to see nobody get hurt, nobody. But if Jay Milrow breaks his leg in the second half of that game, does that disqualify Alabama? Not as much as it disqualified Florida State. <laughs> I mean, this is a joke, man. I mean, you know, I, I told Tracy told me, I told her, I, we won that game. I said, well, we're not going to get it. And I guarantee you, they, they're putting Alabama in no matter what. They can lose 55 games in a 13-game season. They're in. And they had to put Texas in to save face. You know, if you're going to put Alabama in, okay, put us in. Leave Texas out. But they had to put Texas in because Texas beat Alabama. And then you got number one, dude gets suspended for six games. Six games. Bonafide cheater. And they're ranked number one. And they're in. The whole thing is a sham. You could just... I, I wasn't sure how I felt about what the committee would do until Alabama won that game. And then I remember thinking, there's no way Alabama's going mean, to do it's, right it's that. Just a, it's just, you know, I, it's a, I, mean, I don't know what to say. It's just the whole thing. I, I, I want to cuss him, but I'm not going to. The whole thing's a joke. Alan, we'll see you next week, sir. All right, buddy. Take care. Alan down in Tampa. All right, we'll take the break here. Balls of Steel, we come back. 